T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hi, and welcome to Off the Menu. I'm Lisa Endicott, president of Endicott PR. On today's show, I'll have a conversation with Chef Tiffany Derry. She is the conceptor, co-founder, and owner of T2D Concepts. She owns Roots Chicken Shack. So I'm really excited joining us today is chef and co-founder of T2D Concepts, Tiffany Derry. Hi, Tiffany. Hello, hello. So your company is the purpose is the purpose driven hospitality firm behind today's Roots Southern Table and Roots Chicken Shack, and it looks like you might be at one of those today. I am. I'm at Roots Southern Table today, and it's a it's a pretty great day because we are rolling out new menu items, which means farmers are bringing new items through the back door. I just got some eggs from the chicken guy and some cucumbers from another, and it's an exciting day. Oh, good. Well, creating new things is always exciting. So thanks for sharing a little bit of your time with us today. I know that uh, growing up in Beaumont, you found cooking at a really early age and inspired by your grandmother. Can you tell us, was there a particular moment or celebration or a dish that really caught your attention? I think for me, it really began with family. My grandmother had 11 children, all of them cooked, and she had a farm. So that means that we ate a lot of our food, but we also had to work on the farm. And so my love for cooking really came from my family and sitting at the feet of, you know, my family, you know, shucking peas and uh, enjoying killing greens and making preserves and watermelon rind preserves, which is something that we serve here at the restaurant that our guests absolutely love. Well, and you really got involved at such a young age. I know I can relate a little bit. I worked at McDonald's when I was 15 in Dallas. So you were at IHOP at 15. How were you able to you know, you were a manager early on and, and got into several managerial roles. How did that happen? Where where did that confidence come from? Well, I, I think I've always been a confident child as well. <laughs> but, you know, I was really just working. And I remember going into IHOP and I wanted to be a cook. And they told me, no, girls were allowed in their kitchen. And I was like, okay, well, what do you have available? And see, again, just right past that, you know, what do you have available? And they say, well, you can be a server. And I was like, great. I kept my eye on the kitchen. So the moment that that came available, I was there. And so 
I just was that person forever, you know, figuring out what's the next steps. How can I do a position that I don't know right now? How can I be better? You know, learning from all of the cooks. And at that time, not many of them spoke English. So I was in a kitchen and I was one of the only English speaking people in the night shift. So it was, it took some learning and adjusting. And I think as everyone started to see how fast I adjust to everyone and how, you know, people could rely on me, um, an assistant manager and a kitchen manager just came quickly. Well, you've, you've been at the helm and, and creation of many concepts. So, you know, what have you taken from that past experience into going into business on your own? You know, what did you learn from all those other positions? Yes, I used to have a chef that would say, make the mistakes on their dime. You know, get ready for yours. When you get ready to open your own, you've made all the mistakes on somebody else's dime. And I'd hope to believe that I've made quite a few, uh, you know, and didn't make them on my own. But for me, the biggest part was learning. I am a sucker for just continuing education. And so even when I was in my corporate roles, um, when I worked for the Landry's Corporation, I became good at understanding costs, food costs, labor costs, how to, you know, shave off a few percentages to get me where I needed to be um, and how to run the back of the house. And I don't even mean kitchen. I, I mean the books by how, you know, they wanted us to do it. And I think a lot of chefs don't oftentimes get the opportunity to do that part. You know, a lot of them are doing cooking and creating recipes and there's a timer going off in the back right now. Um, but you know, they're, they're creating and they don't get a chance to fully operate. And so that's something that I'm, I'm very happy that I had a chance to do. And it's something that I teach here with my younger cooks coming up. It's like, you gotta learn how to cost. You gotta learn how to do some inventory. Like you have to learn these things. Well, and you've taken that, parlayed that onto a role in television, which is one of the places I first met you uh, virtually, but how did Top Chef come about? And for people that are, you know, looking for opportunities, you know, why was that the right decision at that time for you? Can you tell us a little bit about how that happened? Yes. So I was cooking at my restaurant at the time and Someone came up, a maitre d' was like, chef, you have a phone call. And I was like, okay, just tell them I'll call them back. Like I, I have customers. <laughs> and so they're like, no, like you want to take this. It's top chef. And I'm like, sure it is. Yeah. Top chef's calling me. <laughs> and so I'm like, no, it is. So I get the phone. I'm like, hello, with a little bit of attitude. Cause I really thought someone was wasting my time. It's a prank or a joke or something. And come to find out they're like, this is Magical Elves, the producer of Top Chef. And we'd love to have you on our show. And I'm like, what? Like, how do you know me? You know, like all of that good stuff. Yeah. And it just ended up um, being the right opportunity. I said no originally because I thought I didn't want to be in a house with a whole bunch of people I didn't know. I don't do drama. I was getting married at the time. So it just didn't feel like it was supposed to. And I ended up going to talk to them. And they said, well, you can win $125,000. I said, well, sign me up. <laughs> well, that's amazing. So did that help you then start your first concept, Private Social? Or was it meeting your business partner? Kind of where did that fall into the, the timeline? No, at that time, it was definitely um, after doing Top Chef season seven and eight, 
um, I ended up meeting someone who had uh, similar visions to what I wanted to do. And um, we opened Private Social at the time. And it was great. I loved PS. And so what were some of the, what do you remember from the reception of the concept and you at that time? And, and did you feel like you were in a completely different world or were you still in the same mindset of, you know, just enjoying the guests and, and doing what you had done before? No, I mean, this one came with pressure. Like before I felt like I could walk the dining room and, you know, meet and greet people. And that's something I already do. But once Top Chef was on air, it was like everyone was coming to the restaurants to, you know, see. And then there were those who were coming, honestly, just to say something negative, you know. And so that comes with life. So I just realized the amount of effort that we had to put in had to be greater than before. We all had to make sure that we were dotting our I's and crossing our T's. And I just knew it was something we had to do. So um, it was good, but it definitely, you know, made me grow up some, right? It's like, okay, this is, this is the business. And if you're going to be in this business, you, you have to understand that comes with some highs, some lows, there is some stress to it, but it's all about how you handle it. Well, you seem to handle it really, really well. And <laughs> I can't believe you're still so very, very young and you have multiple businesses multiple concepts. So tell us today, um, for those that want to check out Roots Southern Table and also Roots Chicken Shack, tell us a little bit about um, why you created those those uh, concepts. So Roots Chicken Shack is my fast casual concept. And we have one here in Plano, Texas, and another in Austin, Texas. And it was, you know, just that wanting to create something that people wanted and everywhere I would go because of PS I, I started duck fat fried chicken at PS at private social and um everywhere I would go people would be like you have any of that duck fat fried chicken in your purse I'm like yeah I got duck fat fried chicken in my purse let me get started uh I but I could do a concept with you know chicken wings and you know some great sandwiches a couple salads and the opportunity came for Legacy Hall and it felt right. And, you know, my partner and I decided to do it. Um, but the vision was always for Root Southern Table. And it was supposed to come first. So Root Southern Table, we were figuring out, he and I were figuring, figuring out six years ago, but I've been working on Root Southern Table for eight years. So this was definitely something the timing wouldn't work, the building, we couldn't get what we wanted for the price we wanted. And so we just held off and we opened the other root, two root chicken shacks. And, you know, that was the best thing we could have done, right? Sometimes, like my mom always says, delay does not mean denial. And so it just wasn't the right time. Root Southern Table, we finally found the right location in Farmer's Branch. And oh my gosh, it has been incredible to see how warm everyone is. People are coming from all over. But the truth is that the community around here from Carrollton, Louisville, Farmers Branch, Addison, even Plano, you know, there's just so much love for what we're doing. And um, it just makes me so happy. That's so great. And so you also have a, a line of spices and apparel. So tell me, is that is there kind of something purpose driven behind that or is that essential to you know, you learning to cook and all of your years and experiences? 
Yes, Dairywear, um, which is my apparel line, was created because I wanted to have a way to make a statement. And um, I started with statement tees, right? And it was chef. It was like she chef, S-H-E-F. And chef is like for all of us women out here who are doing our thing, cooking hard, and, you know, still not equal pay, still not equal opportunities. And it was like, I see you. And so, you know, we'd be walking somewhere and I see somebody with that chef. I'm like, hey, and, you know, and then people obviously see it and they're like, chef. Oh, I get it. You know, and so it was more of a conversational piece. And we started creating other other lines and, and it, it just it just took off um, in a way that was great to see from people all over, not just Texas. And the spices is something that I've been doing with my chicken for a long, long time, right? So it's the spices that go on our fried chicken. And we decided to to bottle it. And it's it's going to be in grocery stores very, very soon. And so hopefully, you know, even in the Dallas area, we're going to hit a couple markets. So we're excited about that. So something that I love about Restaurant Week and supporting restaurants at this time where it's generally like a slower season is um, not only trying new things, but supporting the North Texas Food Bank and the Lena Pope Home. So Mm -hmm. myself personally, I like to visit independent. I love female owned businesses, restaurants. I, I support, I also try to go on, you know, Yelp and Google and leave a great review with the name of a server or chef. If I really particularly enjoyed that startup or that independent restaurant that is really your platform um helping women women of color you know helping to um erase any inequities that are out there how can what are some other ways as as guests as diners as foodies can we support like in our own communities i think first just recognizing that there are other people in the community outside of your circle Um, sometimes we don't see the other cultures. We don't see the cuisines that they're creating and and because everyone's sort of in their own little bubble. And so I think just doing a little bit of research, finding out somewhere new, going with your friends and your family and just supporting is always a great thing. Um, The other thing is asking questions for things you don't understand. You know, it's okay. It's okay to ask questions um, about maybe even not understanding the equal rights, right? maybe not understanding food waste or how can you be better um, with creating more sustainable lives and eating more sustainable. Um, that Those are things that's quite okay. Uh, so just ask, I think there are so many talented people, so many amazing women who are doing things who should have some light shed on them. And every time you dine at that restaurant, you're making sure that they're gonna be around. And that's important. I think that's so important. I have a friend of mine that started her business with a food truck um, mm-hmm. in, in Houston, and it was kind of a, a Asian fusion, Asian with Mexican, and she's done really great and now is in a, a brick and mortar. So, you know, uh, that's awesome. I always try to go away from the fast food and like I'll go to a mom and pop where it's interesting cuisine and I'm learning something and usually they become like, you know, my best kept secrets, <laughs> but then I, I want to share it with everybody because it's so good. It's like going into, it's like going into someone's home, which I, I feel like that's what you you're conveying at your, your table at Ruth Southern table as well. 
Absolutely. I want people to feel like this is an extension of their home. And the amount of people who tell me that this is the place they come, this is where they're, they bring their out of town. This is where they want to celebrate everything good happening. And this is where they just want to get a midweek meal. And so, you know, one thing I realized after private social was I didn't want to create a place where people felt like it was a destination spot, right? It was only for this and only for that. I wanted a place where you could come every day. It's if you want to come once a week, once a month, it's on you, but you feel comfortable doing that. You feel comfortable leaving work and just stopping in. And so um, I think we've done that. And that makes me happy because I feel like we enjoy our food better when we take a little bit of some of the pretentious out of it. There's a place for that. It's just not every Southern type. Well, you found your home in North Texas, but I'm curious, have, having worked in Dallas, Houston, and Austin, can you shed any light as far as are, are the the enthusiasts and, and the communities there vastly different? Do you see a lot of similarities? Like, can you tell us a little bit about how that has evolved? Yeah, I mean, when I first came to Dallas from Houston, um, I remember thinking Dallas was a little more steak and potato. I felt like there was definitely more variety in Houston. And now I'm seeing Dallas blossom. There is such great talent coming and moving to the city and people who are growing up and they were line cooks and now they're chefs. And um, I think it's just a beautiful thing to see. But, you know, Austin is is a, a bit different altogether. And uh, the food scene is it's smaller, but it's it's mighty. <laughs> It's good. And I, and I love the direction they're going. And Houston will always be hard just because it's Houston and most of my family lives there. So it's almost like going home. But um, I have a saying, I say. <coughs> Sorry. I, no worries. I say um, I'm rooted in Louisiana food. I was raised and born in Beaumont and Houston helped raise me and Dallas embraced me. And so that is always, it's the trifecta for me. Um, all of them together has helped me to be who I am today. Well, that's so, so great. Thank you for sharing that. And just as we finish up, I just want to say, you know, you've been almost 25 years in the, in restaurants. So, yeah. you know, what are some things that you're excited about today? You know, what have you seen come forth? Like what's next for you? Woo, that's a loaded question. You know, <laughs> I are moving in a better direction as an industry altogether. Mm -hmm. um, pandemic was horrible and yet beneficial. Um, horrible because of the amount of, people and lives it shook, but also it allowed us to really focus in on how fragile the restaurant business is and to do the things necessary to make sure that our, our restaurants are here for the long run because we are a huge part of our community. The amount of jobs that we supply, the amount of things that we provide aside from the farmers to, you know, paper and plastic and all of those things, but also the experiences. And without those experiences, life would be dull. And so I think, you know, for me, it's 
giving a little bit more to the next generations that's coming up, making sure I'm pouring into them the things that maybe I wish someone might have been able to pour into me at a younger age, but also showing them how to maneuver through this industry for um, a little bit of some lasting power, right? You don't want to pop up on the scene and be gone in two years and you've worked yourself crazy and now all of a sudden you're just like, I'm done. Um, but for us, you know, we have Roots Chicken Shack and we're getting ready to franchise it. So that's exciting. That's and we have new Roots Chicken Shack coming in DeSoto that is going to be starting to be built very soon. So hopefully it'll be ready 2023. Um, and I'm doing a lot more TV right now from Guy's Grocery Games to Bobby Play to Guy's Ranch. Um, the Great American Recipe is out on PBS. Uh, and then a couple more that, that are coming. So I'm excited about being able to do both because that's not how I could do before, right? Now I'm finding that balance. Well, I know you're inspiring so many within the industry and <clears throat> in other industries surrounding it and, and young girls coming up um, in Texas that want to do this for a career or want to work for themselves. So I just congratulate you and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks, Tiffany. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.